Welcome into DTC. This is LP. We got a big week 13 here in, in Washington, D.C. It's Dallas week, fellas. On the podcast with uh, FP, Joe. Say hello, boys. What's up, guys? It's nice Joe. to be back. Thanksgiving. I got I got real fat over the last week or so. Uh, it's been a nice Wait, vacation. You got, you got, what happened to the Orange Theory um, sponsorship? No, nah, man. They, they didn't hook us with, uh, they didn't hook us with uh, any sponsorship deal, so I'm out. I'm back to, so uh, F- I'm waiting for Oreos to come around. So we got FP and FJ now, right? <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, it's it's a little winter weight in fall, but whatever, I don't care. So we have FP, FJ, LP. Does anyone know where Stevie is? Did did he like go in a coma because he ate meat on Thanksgiving or something? I'm not sure what's happened to Steve. It's been, uh, it feels like it's been two months. Uh, I, I'm not sure what happened to the guy. We'll, we'll find out. Literally, the, the, the Nats playoff loss devastated <laughs> yeah, him. I, I he literally, yeah, literally cut I, off sports. I, I usually see Steve about once or twice a week. I haven't seen Steve literally since the Nats playoff game. It's ridiculous. But, you know, we're not talking about Nats. We're not talking about the D.C. failures here. The Redskins are coming off a win against the Giants last week on Thanksgiving. Hey, man, a Thanksgiving win is a win. doesn't matter how bad or how good of a team it is. We all know that the Giants are tumbling down. And there's a lot to talk about, but before we get into Dallas and Dallas week and the, the Redskins, I want to set some rules for the podcast here. And I never told you guys about these rules before the podcast. And I just wanted to kind of surprise you on air. You guys ready? Uh, I'm sure, already, I'm, I'm, all, I'm you, already but... not interested, but go ahead. Yeah. There was um... one rule for this podcast. The rule is you are not allowed to talk about Kirk Cousins and his contract. Oh, I am done hearing about Kirk Cousins and his contract. Uh, that is the one rule. FP, FP, I'm not. I will not be. I will not be abiding <laughs> by this rule. We should start with Kirk Cousins, actually. Yeah, I should, know. So he, he brought I, it up, so I, mean, I am going to mute you both if we talk about Kirk Cousins and his contract. I'll we are talking him. Dallas and Dallas Week. All right. Kirk Cousins and his I'll contract. I'll save it. I'll will save it come. for the end. It I'll will come the at the end of the season. We have. Articles from SI, we have articles from Grant Paulson, we have articles from, you name it, J.P. Finley. Every media outlet has written about Kirk Cousins, so we don't need to discuss that. Let's talk, right. talk Let's Cowboys. Go. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Both teams are 5-6. and six. The Cowboys are going one way, and the Redskins are going the complete opposite way. The Cowboys scored 22 points in the last three games. The Redskins scored 20 against the Giants. You know, it's a bad team, but, you know, whatever. Take that plus the 17 against, was it the Saints and the, or 30 against the Saints and 17 against the Seahawks. The teams are going in opposite directions. Wait, 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 wait. They went 17 against the Seahawks, 31 against the uh, Vikings, Vikings, 31 against the Saints, and then 20 against the Giants. So, right. I, I, I think I know where you're going with this, but they had a poor outing last week against a can very, I, very bad Giants team. Can I talk about that poor outing really quick? Because, a lot of people have been talking about that poor outing and the, the sloppy gameplay. You have to realize they had maybe what half a day of practice. Like a, no, a lot so did of the giants. I'm sorry. No, 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 sorry. But, These but are he, professionals. Sorry. Not buying it. No, listen, but here's listen. the thing. Here's the thing, Joe, you had the zero game in, plan. And yeah, they absolutely came into this game with zero game plan and said, Hey, we're going to go throw out, um, Ty Bergstrom or Tony Bergstrom and Ari Kwanjo who weren't on the team and they're going to be starting in the offensive line 
And we're just going to beat them because we're a better team than them with our backups. And we're going to save the Trent Williams, save the Jordan Reed. Well, that didn't work out too well. But save some of our better players for the stretch down down this the rest of the season against the Cowboys, the Giants, or the, it's not, the Giants, it's not even, the Broncos, all that stuff. It, so it, it wasn't even thinking about that way. I mean, you look at somebody like Trent with his knees, there's no way he was going to do a, a four-day, five-day turnaround. Why Why even attempt to do that? I mean, even if the, if the Giants game was uh, a much significant or much well-played opponent, we still probably would have come out there slow, without preparation, rusty. Not rusty, but just you're just kind of tired, right? You're just... You don't have your your full week when when a team doesn't have its full week, gameplay suffers, and it doesn't matter what the team is, your gameplay suffers. And I definitely I look, I can sympathize with that. I and I agree with it, and and it's not. I don't mean to pick on them, but the Giants were also on a short week, right? So it's not like one team was at a severe disadvantage over another. It's not like they played in London and then had the extra week and a half or anything like that, or coming off a bye. Both teams had the same amount of time to prepare. What I what I when I watched that game. Uh, the the monkey off the back of Kirk Cousins to get a a, a prime time win. Uh, he's been close a couple times this year. He got one. You know this was again against a bad team, but still division rival. Desperately needed a win against a division foe. They got it. Okay, so that that keeps the dream alive right now. This is where the skins have been. What seven of or six of the last seven seasons? Uh, after six or seven games or eight games, whatever it is, they kind of are always in this position where. We can get hot towards the the back end of the schedule, and the playoffs are still in sight, and they are, and they they do have a really good tiebreaker right now against um, uh, uh, over Seattle, which is which may or may not factor in. But frankly, they got to win every game, starting with Dallas this week. But on the Giants' note specifically, this is a team that couldn't move the ball, and the Redskins did what the Redskins have done historically against the Giants, which is play down to their level when they're bad and play up to their level when they're good. We saw this last year in January. Win and you're into the playoffs. They could not get it done against a bunch of guys that were ready to go on vacation. The Giants come into FedEx on that disgusting field, and the Skins, <laughs> after going Jeez. 31 points against the the sixth-best defense and 31 right. points against the second-best defense, they, they can only manage 20, and it was an ugly 20, a very inefficient 20. That's, that's to me, cause for concern. And on the other side of it, but, Eli Eli's getting benched. I mean, that team is in real turmoil. Skins should have blown them out just by comparison to how they played in the previous two weeks. So, yes, there's but, a lot of injuries. However, they didn't play but, a good game. But the game before you lost your number one receiver, the number one running back, your number one everything on offense in Chris Thompson. So you, you got to expect a little bit of a setback until this team can That's find fair. a new identity in the middle of the season. Well, and, to be honest, I was I was impressed with Samaje's um, running. I mean, for the guy to get 100 yards on a team that like we don't run the ball, we rarely get 100 yards rushing. So for Samaje to go out and, and actually be effective in the run, and then for the team to be able to to use the run for play action and to get the passing game going, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, yes, it was a bad team. Yes, the team is completely falling apart. But a win is a win, and those are the small types of wins that you need to get to catapult you to get to that 10 win you know, at the end of the season. But here's, here's the thing. You can get the 10 wins at the end of the season. Say the Redskins win out and they go 10, they get 10, they go 10 and 6. You have a bunch of teams that are on that 8-win mark that just need two more wins, and we're going to lose the tiebreaker. 
like to Atlanta, to um, you know, obviously the Saints in Atlanta and Carolina. Those Panthers. three teams are are good, and those three teams are seven to eight wins. So they really have the upper hand there. So, but I, there's I also there's also a, a lot of inter NFC matchups coming in those 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 stretches too, right? So if one wins, that that I mean, we don't. I mean, I don't know. It's very possible. Very yeah, possible. But, but the Redskins have to take care of Dallas this week on Thursday. They got lucky, I guess you can say, or whatever, that they didn't get like royally screwed by the schedule like they did last year. They had a full seven days from last Thursday to play again. It was this a third Thursday game? Kind of ridiculous. But, we, I mean, on the injury front, they released the injury report today. Reed is obviously out for the fifth game in a row. Nobody cares. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how many games he's out. He suffered a setback. How do you suffer a setback when you don't even practice? Like, what is this guy doing that is setting himself back? Who cares? Chase team. second center, broken hand. So now you're playing the third center and Tony Bergstrom or whatever, you know, whatever utility offensive lineman he is. Um, Monte Nicholson with the concussion and Terrell McClain. So relatively healthy comparative to what we've seen in past weeks. What are your guys' um, outlook on the game and how do you see it playing out? I'm not asking for game predictions. I'm talking about what are the keys to the game? FP. Uh, first of all, I don't care about Jordan Reed and the fact that you have Vernon Davis basically putting up Pro Bowl tight end numbers this year or very close to Pro Bowl tight end numbers just speaks about how much I don't care about Jordan Reed. Uh And I don't think Gruden cares about Reed or anybody else cares about Reed. But hold on. Let me let me get to that point real quick before you go on to your next one. Yes, Vernon Davis is playing awesome. He did absolutely nothing last game Uh, when you're 35 plus years old as the season goes along the, the 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 grind guys, of the season wears on you. I was gonna let the I was gonna let my previous point slide because we moved on. But as as horrible as the Giants are, and as horrible as that defense has been to not get them closer to wins, they're not a bad defense. They still have guys that can pass rush. They still have talented cornerbacks. They, st- I mean, their their biggest injuries were were middle linebackers or outside linebackers, but they're still an overall successful defense. And if I'm not mistaken, it was something like they're they're red zone defense or whatever for the, the past three games like that people haven't been able to score touchdowns on them for a good chunk of time for the, the the last quarter of the season so yes vernon davis did nothing but it was against uh a not too horrible defense on a short week and he's old so i'm gonna give him a pass because he statistically this season has done enough for us and I, I like him, and I and I like him against the Cowboys. I'm, and I think he's going to have some great matchups there, especially with Sean Lee out, uh, who I think he's still out. But uh, he's out. I'm, I'm all, all it is right now. The key to the game for the Cowboys is P Ryan outrushing Alfred Morris. That's your key to the game right there, Joe. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'll tell you, P Ryan actually reminds me a lot of Alfred Morris. He's that same, same kind of build. He's not a home run hitter. He's not going to take the ball you know, 50 yards to the house. He's just not going to do it, but he will grind out four, five, six yards a clip. Uh, Pirine, I think he ran phenomenal the last game. I think he ran great in the in the Saints game as well. Right. You know, Alfred Morris, you look at you look at the Cowboys, and, and our guest will be able to speak to this more than, than us, but you look at the Cowboys with Zeke, Zeke will take a what – Alfred, what Alfred would – a play that gets Alf – Four, five, six yards, Zeke can turn into like a 15, 16, 20 yard play. Uh, I, I feel it was kind of, you know, P. Ryan can't get you 20, 
but he'll consistently get you four or five. I mean, he's running well behind a patchwork offensive line, and, and that that's you know neither team really passes the ball very well. I think the receipt obviously the receiving core on Dallas, even with Des. I mean, I'm not a big Des guy. I think he's incredibly overhyped. You know, for a guy who averages like four four catches and 35 yards a game over his career or whatever it is, he's not. I mean, he's a big name. He doesn't always show up, but they have other serviceable wide receivers. They're better at the wide receiver position, but in the NFL, if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. Dak isn't the Dak of last season without Zeke behind him. It's very, very reminiscent to me of the 2012 season when you had a rookie Alf Morris and, and rookie RG3. You didn't, you couldn't deal with the Redskins' offense because they come at you in so many different directions, and all of a sudden, Garcon is a a Pro Bowl, you know, wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera. You see now what happens again. They lose Zeke, they lose Zeke, you know, for these the, these suspensions. Dak is he's seeing consistently. Him and Alf are now seeing, you know, seven, eight in the box consistently. He's not able to sling the ball left and right uh, the way he was previously. Now again, Cole Beasley can burn you, and they got yes, they have some pieces. But frankly, the Skins' defense has been playing good enough to win going back now four or five weeks. Even though they didn't beat Minnesota, they played well enough to win until the last two or three minutes. And you guys, this is like where it for me, it's the it's the bandaid that keeps it's it's constantly ripping the same bandaid off here. This defense plays great until the last four or five minutes of the game, and then it all falls apart. So I think defensively, we can handle Dallas. It's all about Pirine this week. Uh, in my mind, I think Doxon continues. If Doxon goes another, you know, five for seventy and maybe a touchdown, Vernon Davis maybe gives them five for sixty and a touchdown. I mean, I don't think Dallas can keep up. Well, with, you you also can't forget Kirk. about Crowder if he truly has. Woken sure, he up. looks. He's looked. He's looked healthy, right? That's the that's it the only thing I can good. see, right? Between Crowder <clears throat> and uh, between Crowder the last couple of weeks and and early in the season, he's just healthy. That that's it. I mean, that's an eyeball test, man. The boy the boy's running now. I'm really surprised that no one said the key to the game was the color rush. <laughs> Get out of here, man. I don't care about we're the not, mustard. We're not Bruce. The hot mustard. Who cares about color rush? Bruce is the only guy that cares about the color of the pants of the team. Except Get out of here. Get out of here. Why, Nobody cares about color that, rush. That boggles my mind that Bruce cares about the color and not the quarterback. Bruce isn't a football it's, guy. He's not. He's PR. That's all he cares about. He's politics. But, he's get the team back to D.C. guy. That's what he does. But he's not. It's not working. Can I just say, I, I kind of like... The color am i the only one i kind of like it i like it too i like i think the yellow is awesome but i mean i think our problem was we had trent williams be the model <laughs> well, I, I think there's the, several I'm, problems you know what i you know what i don't it. like i don't like thursday night football that's what i don't like give us I'll a double with that give us a double header on mondays or something but but you know <laughs> dallas week look uh the the rumor, we had some horrible weekend games last weekend by the way Yes. Horrible weekend games. Oh, but come on, give even us more, the Thanksgiving Day games were Fox trash games. too. The Thanksgiving Day, yeah. I was thankful that I didn't actually have to pay attention and watch a lot of that Redskins Giants game. That was a bad game. It was just a bad game all around. But let's not lose focus here. Like this is a must-win week for you know the the Cowboys have had our number now going back uh, two seasons or so. The most frustrating loss to them was at FedEx last last year, week two. Kirk throws the the horrible red zone pick. Um, but you know, on on paper, I like Pirine more than I like Alf. I mean, Alf is an awesome guy, but right now in his career, I'll honestly I'll take our patchwork offensive line. I'll take even though Dallas has been running the ball really well, still behind there. I mean, they got a stud offensive line too. 
But I just I, I like Kirk on the road. He's shown that he doesn't get he's not going to get shaken by playing in an opponent's stadium at, at Jerry's World or anywhere else. Uh, I mean, he's the better quarterback. He doesn't have the better receivers, but he's the better quarterback. And the defense, the Skins defense, is miles better in my opinion. Uh, you know, especially if if the if the linebackers are going to be out there. I don't. I just don't see Alf breaking loose for. A, I, I don't. I don't see him having a seven or eight yard run. Uh, I mean, he's not. He's not who he was. So, I, you know, I, I think the Skins are in a good spot, but they have to win. They have to play a complete game, and I would love to see them blow out a team, um, as opposed to what we saw with the Giants, where they're just kind of hanging around and it's they never really can pull away. And I mean, what a mess. And and FP, your point was right. The Giants. Their defense has been good, even with the suspensions and everything else. But they can't run the ball; they can't throw the ball. And now they're benching right. Eli for for Geno Smith. Like, what a disaster up there! Like, I could do do baby. Yeah, I, I <laughs> look. We can we can get yeah. into all that. Uh, let's let's break here. Let's bring our guest on, and then we'll go into uh, game predictions after the guest. That works um, for me. We'll so so right. So hold on a second, here, real quick. We gotta we gotta talk about one last thing here related to the skins game from last week. Uh, Look, Kirk Cousins on a national stage, and don't don't hit mute and don't pretend and whatever. Stop making your faces over there. He on a national stage again has proven that he is worth max money, like league. I'll agree, max yes. money, right? Yes. When you consider <clears throat> what Flacco, <clears throat> just look, just look twenty miles up the road at what Flacco is getting your rule, paid. LP. Kirk Cousins, this is an audition. He, we, we all agree. One minute. We all agree. Look, Kirk, Kirk Cousins will not be in a Redskins uniform next season. So all this is an audition, to, man. Hey, hey, and all you have to Reed. say, hey Jason Reed, what's up there? Buddy? All you have to say about how good Kirk is playing is the names of the quarterbacks playing better than him this year, which is Tom Brady, somehow Carson Wentz. And Drew Brees. That's it. Those are the only well, guys hold on, hold on, hold on. better than Kirk. Drew, Drew, Brees is, has, Drew Brees has a more efficient number, but he is not. Well, Kirk he, Cousins is number barely two. Edge, he's yeah. barely edging out. Cousins right now Drew. is number two in yards. He's number three in percentage in completion. He's number two, I think, in uh, uh, in QBR or whatever nonsense stat ESPN uses to rank quarterbacks. He is having, a again, a, another career season. Uh, with, he, nothing. with nothing, with nothing, with nothing. So, yes, you know, you look at you look at a team like Jacksonville, and they must be licking their nope. chops because they got tons of money and a young defense They're, with a Coplin's stud running back. Eli. Yeah, Coplin's so taking Eli. That, no, 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 that's no, the whole you're, reason you're for nuts. the Union Rappaport report. Coplin's taking you're Eli. Nuts. You're nuts. Anyways, no, let's, anyway, let's break anyway, let's break. Let's do it. Let's take. Let's take a break. Let's take after. Let's take a break. We'll bring in Tyler from the No BS podcast covers the dallas cowboys uh, extensively and very closely love to get his insight we uh, we may take the gloves off and uh, try to get under his skin a little bit because it is dallas week after all so stick with us we'll be right back after a short break Welcome out back into DTC. Tyler Butler from Enough with the BS podcast joining us to talk Dallas week, baby. Joe, over to you. Oh, I, you know, I'm ready to go. I got about 100 questions uh, for Tyler. Tyler, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you guys for having me on. So let, let me start with the with the question that always drives me insane. Here in D.C., we 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 care about Dallas week, and we, we walk around – 
kind of on edge all week when we see the Cowboys on schedule. But I've been told repeatedly now for several years, no one in Dallas cares. Can you confirm that when you see the Redskins on the schedule, it doesn't move the needle? Is that true? That is a fact. Oh, um, that's killer. Oh. You're ripping my heart out. Oh. <laughs> I, I hate to break Tyler's coming in with daggers. Up, up <laughs> until this week, I'm sure. Up until this week. I mean, we got, we're a pretty evenly matched team this season. But as a Cowboy fan, to be very honest, when I see the Washington Redskins, I just think bottom feeders. Ooh. Ouch. Ouch. You know, hey, that's the hey, reality, Tyler, isn't it? I, I, I get that we're bottom feeders, but correct me if I'm wrong. You guys scored uh, like 20 points in the past three weeks. You haven't been the first team since 2009 or 2008 to not score 10 points in three games straight. And, and we're the bottom feeders? What's going on with the Dallas in, offense? In the past. <laughs> if we're talking about the present, I haven't been, well, I'll probably say I've been the most critical of this Dallas Cowboy fan team than any other fan I can think of. It's uh, To me, it's all coaching. I know a lot of people want to point out Zeke and the loss of Zach Martin, but when you can only muster up that many points where you were just averaging 30 points a game, it's not a fact of losing one player. That is scheme-wise. That's Are fair. You? That's fair. But looking at – I mean, Zeke obviously is a big loss. Alf, I mean, he's a guy that we are familiar with here in D.C. Uh, he was beloved on and off the field, to be honest. I mean, it was a shock when the Skins opted to move away from him, and then it was a dagger when he decided to go to play for the Cowboys. But, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we watch him. You know, McFadden was supposed to be, um, you know, somebody to help shore up. Obviously, he got he got released, and now he's been uh, – he's actually announced his retirement. Uh, this offensive line in Dallas is still can get the job done. I mean, they, they shockingly have run the ball pretty well with a one-two punch there, but it just seems like something's off. I mean, it seems like the, the, the playbook has changed. And and the you know the receivers don't seem to be getting as open. I don't know. Something just looks different about that Dallas offense without Zeke out there. And really, all eyes on Dak, and he just he just hasn't looked good. I mean, what's you're a lot closer to the team. Is there something specific with him going on, or is it just a matter that he's just seeing more bodies in front of him cons- consistently? Well, the fact that not having Zeke on the field that changes the way the defenses plays the Dallas Cowboys. Now you no longer have to have eight in the box concerning Zeke. They can now double-team Cole Beasley because you don't have to worry about Dez. You just put your most physical corner on Dez, and he locks himself down. So now you double-team Cole Beasley. Jason Witten is getting a little up there in age, so he's no longer capable of getting open. And without that potent rushing game, Dak just – He's not a quarterback that throws receivers open. He waits till they get open. And if you don't have any wide receivers that can create separation, and what you see is happening, he's struggling. Tyler, are you a are you a Dak guy? I mean, are you a believer? Are you a believer in what he that he's got the the you know that he's the long term solution there in Dallas? I'm not. Um, and I've gotten a lot of flack back from other Cowboy fans. I was pretty critical. The last year when Romo was on his way out, I know you couldn't bench Dak because they were such on a winning streak. But to me, the way that offense was clicking and the way Tony Romo was playing in recent years, I thought it would have been better for the team. It reminded me of 2014 
when we had um, our other running back and we lost to Green Bay in the running uh, in the playoffs. I thought Romo would have been better footed for the team, but when you go on that type of winning streak, no way you could have set Dak down. 2014, I think, was the DeMarco season, if I'm not mistaken. DeMarco, just yes. crushing Correct. people left and right. Uh, FP's giving me the finger here. FP's trying to get in. Uh, go ahead, FP. I was just going to say, I don't really have any follow-up questions. Um, I think everything – no, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is I don't understand why the Cowboys are struggling aside from losing Zeke, Dez being Dez, and Dak kind of sucking – you're saying it's the coaching, and that actually took me by surprise. Has the scheme really changed? Like, is has there been a noticeable play calling change that you're that you're witnessing, or is it is it literally just going to be unable Dak unable to do what's being called? Because I'm for, to, to be honest, I'm actually shocked that you said it was the coaching. Yeah, well, ESPN.com came out with an article today. Well, not today, but the other day. A lot of players in the locker room are disgruntled at coaching staff because of the lack of scheme. They said it's, it's too simple or teams are starting to figure it out. And I say coaching because if you look at Dallas' five losses, they either was up at halftime or down no more than four points. But in the second half, they was outscored with 100 and I believe 114 to 22. To me, that is coaching. So yeah. I, I, I get that, but – wouldn't you say that the coaching has been simplified because Dak isn't as good as you well, as everyone thought hang he on, was? Hang on, FB, because we're we're actually very familiar with that same phenomenon here in DC. I, I was we, just thinking that same exact thing. Twenty twelve, we ran through this. Even we, this year, we if you look at look at the amount of points that the skins give up in the second half, specifically in the fourth quarter, when uh, when you know when the the leash is a little bit longer on opposing quarterbacks and they're trying to get into the game or put the game away. The, the halftime adjustment thing, thats I feel like that's been a knock on – that's one of the only legitimate knocks on, on our coach here, in, uh, obviously in Gruden and D.C., but on Garrett as well. He's a guy who just – he sticks to the game plan so much that it makes it it makes it very hard for them when when it's exposed to, to get away from it. But, you know, I look at this Dallas team. Yes, they've struggled to move the ball. The defense isn't where it's been in years past. But, but let's not kid ourselves here. I mean, Dez – Dez is still a he's a high quality, high caliber receiver. I don't think he is an elite talent at the wide receiver position, but as that trio of receivers, they can slice and dice, man. I mean, they they can easily I could easily see Dak. This is the crazy part about the Redskins defense, right? I could see Dak going out there and having a a 12 for 20 performance with 105 yards and three picks. And I can also see him going out there going 19 for 20 or 19 for 30. With with 300 yards and just torching the defense because, you know, to, to Tyler's point, he doesn't. Dak isn't going to throw. He's not going to throw his guys open. But what we've seen consistently from the Skins' defense is you can get open against them if you expose you know the middle of the field. I mean, that's just we've seen this now over and over and over again. So, you know, this Dallas team is a, is an anomaly to me. I, I I don't think they run the ball on paper. At first glance, you look at them and say, "Oh, the rookie and Alf—they're they're not going to be able to go 80 yards a game, but they're going 110 per since Zeke has been suspended." So, has re- you know, it's hard to say that the offense has really changed because they're still getting the same production more or less out of a out of the committee at running back. What shocks me every time I look—I I, just—I can't get away from Dak. It's so much praise heaped on him uh, last season, and then you look at him. Uh, to me, he just doesn't look like. 
an LF, like an NFL franchise quarterback. I don't, I can't put like um, I can't really so put you, my finger on saying, it. Just, are you saying if you were a Cowboys fan, you'd be you'd be clamoring for a quarterback change or or somebody drafted? No, or I, I don't think it's a change because I think Dak, the one-two punch of Dak and Zeke is again very reminiscent of the healthy RG three and Alf in in twenty twelve. I think there's something special there, and I think it's it it's unique. And in the NFC East, it works because if you can grind the ball out and grind out yards, you can win games. But right now, looking at this game, I, I'm uh, Tyler. Tell me if you disagree. But can can the Dallas Cowboys can they win this game if Alf doesn't go for a hundred yards? No, if we cannot dominate the time of possession, Dallas cannot win any game. The defense is it's just not good enough. Uh, they let their entire secondary walk and replace them with rookies. Usually that's going to be a recipe for disaster, especially if the defense is constantly having to come back on the field. I'm actually glad that you started bringing up the defense because the more I look uh, and prepare for the Cowboys game, the more I'm seeing your pass rush has kind of disappeared. Your interior linemen are are all injured. Uh, Uh, What's-his-face, Malik Collins is on a bad foot, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence hasn't really done anything in, in two in the last two losses. Do you think against our patchwork, susceptible O-line, you guys get back to it? Or do you think right now the, the, the our O-line and your D-line kind of cancel out and it's going to be more on linebackers and cornerbacks to, to really stop our offense? Because – as, as much as we've struggled, and we were just talking about it with the Giants game, struggling putting up points, the two the two games before that against pretty good defenses, we're, we're dropping 30 bombs. So are you concerned at all about the defense, and, and do you think the pass rush really makes the, the, the difference? I'm excellent. We'll always be concerned about Dallas defense. Um, our other starting defensive end, David Irvin, a lot of people praise him, but he's horrible against the run, and teams are starting to discover that this year. So they're running right at him. And, of course, away from DeMarcus Lawrence. And just like in the offense, they don't really move around DeMarcus too much. He kind of stays on one side of the field. So they just run to the opposite side and find it a whole lot of success. And that secondary is is one of the worst secondaries in the league right now. It it seems like we're all leaning towards Washington, yet the, the spread is one and a half points. Um, so, Tyler, tell me – you know, one, if the Cowboys win, it'll be because they did. They were able to do what to the Redskins? If Dallas is able to win this game, it's because they went back to playing how they play, which is controlling the clock and time of possession by running the ball. Yeah, I think, so, it, I think it's always going to – honestly, I think it's going to be that simple with both the Skins and Dallas. These are not exotic offenses. They're just not uh, – they're not overloaded with talent right now. There's a lot of injuries – if you win the clock, you win the game. I think that's that's fair. Um, you know, I, I let's go around the table here, Tyler. Let's you first. Who you got, and give me a score. Give me an idea of what you what do you got in mind. Who's going to win the game? What do you think the final score will be? Um, just because it's Washington, I think Dallas is finally going to show up. <laughs> Ouch! I give them. I thought I thought we were supposed <laughs> to throw the punches. I, I would not be surprised if Dallas lost, but I'm going to say Dallas 17-14. 17-14. F- FP, who you got? Um, obviously the Redskins. Uh, and the it kind of worked out the way I said it for the Saints game, that it was going to be a shootout. 
I don't think this one's necessarily going to be a shootout. I think it's just going to be us scoring and Dallas struggling to keep up. And if they have to rely on the pass to catch up, then it's definitely a win for us. So I'm going to go um, 28-14 Redskins. All right. LP? Look, man, Kirk is rolling right now. Kirk is rolling. Uh, he's playing as, as no, one of the no best quarterbacks in Kirk. the league. <laughs> no, no talking about Kirk. I'm not talking about contract. I'm talking about Kirk, the, the player on the field who's playing against Dallas tomorrow on Thursday. I think the Redskins shatter the the uh, primetime woes. I think the Redskins came out big. I think the, the, the Redskins put together a full team, offense, defense, special teams. I go Redskins 45, Cowboys 3. Oh, I love it! You're taking a, you're taking a page right I'm out of my book. Big. Yeah, I'm going big. I got I got bones. skins. I'm sticking to my standard my standard story. Skins fifty, Cowboys 50. twelve. Um, <laughs> I, I think 12. I think I think what it's gonna be a score, big uh, one. Four 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 field goals. I don't know. Maybe they get two safeties out of it. Who knows? We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Tyler, thank you so much for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, can you let everybody know where they can uh, find you and all the things that you produce on your end, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker, which is called Enough with the BS Podcast. I also do a blog for ESPNUpstate.com on all things NFL and NBA. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Tyler. We really, really appreciate you uh, carving out a little bit of time here to get ready with us for Skins, Cowboys, Cowboys, Indians, however you want to call it. We're, we're excited. We're pumped. Skins need this win. This is a big one for us here in D.C. To uh, everyone here listening in D.C., the HMG family, thank you to all the support for uh, thank you for all the support from Heroes Media Group. We really appreciate all that you do for us, and thank you for listening. And obviously, defeating the curse. You know the name the name isn't by accident. And we uh, you know a little inside scoop here. A couple nights ago, the Wizards and the Capitals were both winning, and I let LP and FP know it. And they both got very upset with me and said, it's guaranteed that both teams are going to lose. And LP, why don't you and tell what them happened? what happened? What happened? What happened, Joe? Well, I want you to tell them what happened. The Every curse The curse got the W. All right. The Redskins the, or the Wizards <laughs> are winning. What happened? The curse got the W. Yes. for two weeks. Yes. I am sorry. Okay. I am sorry to all of our DC sports fans. Okay. It's, apparently, it's my fault. But uh, Tyler, thanks having, again. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, when the Skins win, if you want to join us for a little recap show, we'd love to have you. But yeah, wait, absolutely. I want to talk absolutely. Kirk Cousins' contract. Yeah. Sorry, no, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Thanks again. This has been DTC. We are out.